put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke I'm never gonna choke when I'm tying up the rope So here we fucking go It's time to get real gassed It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast Hello Yes Ian, how are you man? You're okay? <laughs> I'm good. So that was completely my fault. I had to click admit. <laughs> ah, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. We're in now. That's the main thing, mate, isn't it? Exactly. So I've never used this before. So I, I will see how it goes, man. The, the audio sounds nice and clear anyway. How do I sound on your end? Okay. Yeah, it sounds really nice. So hopefully it's going to be a higher quality than uh, the previous dodgy episodes I've done. Ah, they've been sound, mate. They've been sound. They've been all good. They've been all good. So. We'll see how it goes, man. Apologies, by the way, if you can't understand my accent, obviously, I know it's quite thick, Scouse accent, so if you need to repeat anything, let me know, man, but we'll be okay. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so hopefully you've got an idea of kind of what you want to talk about. I've got a couple of questions written down and, like, uh, probably just be a bit of a chat like the previous ones I've done. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, t- to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to, uh, sort of, uh, to be doing the podcast today. It's something that I've wanted to do for a little while. Um, obviously, you know, I reached out here about being on it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for, for having me on, really. It's uh, something I've been pretty, uh, pretty looking forward to for the past uh, past couple of days since we spoke about it. Mm. So, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, so I think that's been quite nice that generally there's there's been quite a lot of people that have been really wanting to do it. So, I thought it was going to be a real, real struggle. Like, I thought I'd do one or two and then people would be like, just ignore me or like just not bother but there's been yeah like you reached out there's been a couple of other people that said they definitely want to do it so yeah definitely man i think it's quite a unique idea i mean obviously i know there's a lot of uh sorts of contents out there online about starting clothing line starting clothing companies and stuff like that but um i think a lot of that especially now in in sort of this day and age where there is like a lot of people wanting to sort of go out on their own and do their own thing especially with us being on lockdown and stuff like that people are I've got a bit more spare time on their hands or maybe they've been let go from the job or whatever and they want to sort of get that extra stream of income. There's, you know, there's more opportunity out there now for people to do it. So I think more people are wanting content like this where you can sort of hear from people who have sort of gone out there and done it themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because um, I don't know about you, but like when I was kind of starting out and I was looking at all the tips and advice and stuff and it was all just very like generic and nothing really stood out or kind of helped me. So that was like one of the reasons why yeah. I wanted to do it. 100%, man. Like, I think it's, it's one of them, you know, you can go on YouTube now and you can type in, you know, how, how to start a clothing line or how to start a clothing company and you'll get thousands of videos that pop up. But I don't necessarily think that they're the best way to go about it, if you know what I mean, because there's, there's hundreds of ways you can go about setting up a, a clothing line, you know what I mean? Um, everyone's going to have their own little sort of, unique way of going about it aren't they so how did you get started man anyway so like what was your sort of like inspiration on uh, starting doom and gloom <laughs> so i've actually just read your um like our story bit on your website yeah man i was reading it and i was like yep yeah, all this is very very like similar to exactly kind of what i did and then one line stood out or one yeah one brand stood out and that was johnny cupcakes ah yeah man yeah i love johnny <laughs> cupcakes great did brand you, man fantastic did you go to the london opening I, I didn't, man. Obviously, uh, being from Liverpool, London's quite far away from me. It's about, about a three-hour drive. Um, so I, I didn't actually manage to get down to the store, to be honest. Um, I was I was quite gutted because, uh, obviously, it's, it's closed down now, hasn't it? So 
Yeah. It's not I, one that I got to, got to visit, but that's the thing. So I read that on your bar, and I was like, I wonder if I've like not like bumped into him, talked to him, because I think I was tenth in the line for the opening, and I was like, I wonder if you went, because that's quite a big a big thing in like the brand's history. But yeah, man. Yeah. T- t- to be honest, it, like I say, it's, it's, I'm really gutted that I never actually got to uh, got to go down to that. Um, I was actually lucky enough to uh, to, to speak to the Johnny Ale once. Obviously, uh, people who are listening. Uh, Johnny Cupcakes, Johnny Ale, that's his, his, uh, his real name. Johnny Cupcakes is sort of his moniker and his, uh, his company. Um, he did like a live, a live web chat. Um, that must have been about two or three years ago now. And um, essentially he was doing pretty much like sort of what we're doing today. Like any like clothing companies that wanted sort of advice, anything like that. Um, he was asking for questions and um, I got to ask me a question and uh, he gave me a proper good response, man. So yeah, that was really cool. I was asking him about... Um, uh, you know, cut and sew, like getting like garments made yeah. completely from scratch, and uh, sort of what his advice was around that. So, yeah, that was really cool, man. He had some uh, some good advice for everyone. So, I don't know if it's on YouTube or anything like that, but that might be worth um, checking out. I'll have a look for it, see if I can find it. But yeah, that was um, generally the one of the driving forces, like why I started was um, yeah, like I said, it's similar to you as well. So I looked, and it was like really into graphic design so i did a bit of that did a bit of photography did a bit of, like web stuff just pissed around yeah, and i was like how can i like put all of that together into something i'm gonna love doing for like hopefully forever and then i kind of that along with journey cupcakes i was like oh this can be really fun this can be something that like you can build a massive community by doing if you do it right yeah definitely man i think that's that's the great thing about joining cupcakes you know like obviously the people that are into his brand are like super, super like loyal. He's got like a super loyal following. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's that's like that's like one of the tips that I've got like written down actually. Um, is sort of, I think a, a lot of a lot of brands where they sort of go wrong is they try and get as many sort of people buying the stuff as the as they can, if that makes sense. Um, which which is obviously great, um, but sort of a, short, a more realistic sort of short-term goal to look for i'd say is maybe to get more of like a smaller uh, loyal following that buy like pretty much everything you're gonna put out um, and i think pretty much like with johnny cupcakes like that's what he's got nailed do you know what i mean like his he, he can bring out stuff and people from all over the world to be buying it you know what i mean it's he's got a super loyal fan base yeah can i i'm just gonna quickly start because i just had a sudden thought i've got the microphone going and then i can hear you through my mac Ah, yeah, man, no worries. I think there's going to be an echo, so I might just quickly grab some headphones, because otherwise it's going to get really bad. Yeah, I think that's a bit better now. Yeah, that all good, mate, yeah? Yeah, and I just had that sudden horrible thought. I was just like, this is going to echo really badly, isn't it? So I don't know how, if the the start of this is going to be kind of no good, but at least I thought about it early on, so I can edit that out. And uh... Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Don't worry, mate, we get it done. I'm sure it'll be fine in the end. This is uh, it's always going to be one of those things where it's just shit at the beginning. And I think um, that's something that I've kind of tried to say, I think, in almost every episode is literally just start. You're better off just doing it. Like, you're going to make these shitty mistakes, but it's better to do it than to not. Yeah. I think the thing is, mate, it's, it's 100% better than doing something than not doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, I, I think that's, that's definitely one of those things that, like, echoes through with owning or trying to run a brand is you're not going to know. You just have to literally try it. Definitely, man. Definitely. Like, 
I think the easiest way of like learning is, is by doing something and making mistakes, you know what I mean? And if everyone makes a ton of mistakes when you start out with something new, you can't expect to be an expert at something overnight, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, if we, can we do uh, like a, or can you introduce yourself just in case that whole first bit's completely screwed? <laughs> oh yeah, man, yeah, no worries. So, um, my name's Joey, um, I'm uh, 27. Obviously, if you can't tell by the accent, uh, I'm a scouser from Liverpool, uh, which is in the UK. Um, I run uh, two clothing lines. I run uh, my main one, which is called North, um, which I started in 2012. So it's been going eight years now. And um, another clothing line that I started um, at the start of this year called uh, Death Grip Supply, which is um, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu-inspired um, clothing brand. Um, I do a few bits of graphic design on the side as well too. So, yeah, pretty much, man. That's a, that's about it. That's me. Awesome. Um, yeah. What made you want to start another brand then? Because it's quite hard even just doing one. So. Yeah, man. So obviously, like, like I was saying, then I've, I've been doing North now for about uh, yeah about eight years. So it was November two thousand and twelve that um, I started. I was and put out my first um, first tea. Um, I've kind of just not not got a bit sort of disinterested in it. That's wrong. I'll always love North. I'll always love what I do with it. Um, but I just wanted to try something a little bit new, a little bit different. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people out there doing similar clothing companies to North, similar to to, to, to what what I do. And um, I just wanted to give something something a bit different to go. Do you know what I mean? More of more of um, a passion project, to be honest, than um, a, a business, if you like. Yeah, and no, I completely get that. I think I'm kind of in the similar sort of, well, I'm definitely in the same space as you. There's like a million brands that are very similar and it's so hard to um, differentiate from a lot of them. I know there's a couple that are like, um, well, they like, they have certain words in the branding and you're like, I, I struggle to know which one's which because some of the designs are yeah. the same. And uh, yeah, that's I can definitely understand why you want to start something different. Um what are your thoughts on like how do you uh differentiate yourself from like the million other brands that there are yeah man it definitely it's uh it, it's tough you know um obviously i think to be honest what sort of i've, I've got sort of got going better for me with north is that obviously we have been going for such, such a long time and uh, like i touched on uh, earlier a little bit as well is that we have got sort of a really sort of loyal following um, especially locally around like the sort of Liverpool area, um, we, we've got a, got a really good following. Um, I think as well, yes. uh, obviously like, the artists that we work with as well are probably a little bit different. Um, I don't know if this is something you've noticed, but I know a lot of a lot of the brands out there um, are using the sort of same artists, if you like, for a lot of a lot of the designs, which is why a lot of the designs yes. looking quite similar. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a real shame. Like I've tried to work with. Um was Rumscum, who's not local, but he's, he's really good. But there's um, two or three others that are like local to me and I'm trying to sort and source and get to know and kind of promote those guys more than ever, anything else. And it's kind of worked out quite well for me at the moment. Yeah. Like, why would you not try and help people that are local to you? And like you just said, like you've built up that local following and that's going to help it because if you're working with a guy that lives like 10 minutes down the road and then he's got a design on a t-shirt, he's going to promote it to his friends. And then it's going to snowball that way. Whereas, yeah, like 
one of these big artists that sell shit to all of the other brands, they're not going to really care because they're just pumping stuff out. 100%, so. man. 100%. Like I say, it's, it's, it's super, super tough at the minute because there are so many people doing it. And that's great. I think it's great that so many people want to go out and, you know, start a clothing line, start a clothing company um, and, and do their own thing. I, w- I would never want to sort of put anyone off from doing that. Um, but obviously it, it is it is super, super tough at the minute. I think the, the thing is at the minute, especially in the UK, because I'm guessing you're probably about the same age as me and you're about, I mean, I'm, I'm 27. How old are you, bud? 32. 32. Oh, so you're a little bit older than me. So you'll, you'll, you'll know anyway, man. Like, obviously, when I was sort of, um, how old would I have been? Maybe about 20, 21, something like that. Uh, the, the big the big brand in the UK at the time, uh, besides sort of Drop Dead, was Honor Over Glory. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think there's any there's any sort of brands at the minute in the UK that are sort of around that level. There's maybe one which is like Doomsday. Um, they're obviously like a, like a big brand. Um, but there's none that are sort of standing out to me. I think a lot of people are sort of trying to get to that level, and there's so many people trying to do it. it, it it's it's tough, man. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. I can think of like I don't know three or four that are really really big but i don't really care about them yeah yeah like there's this yeah i can easily name two or three that are just absolutely massive they have hundreds of that like hundreds of thousands of followers if not millions and they sell so much stuff but it's just there's nothing there and that's i guess the difference and like we said about like johnny cupcakes you want to be part of that brand and community whereas all these other brands i don't really care like i could happily buy one t-shirt and never buy another thing from them again um, yeah that's it man. the only the only big like company or big clothing company I've seen do it really well is Abandoned Ship. Yeah, man. Yeah, they they were he's, um, the, he's the only guy that seems to be doing it really well. Others are just failing, I think. Are they still going Abandoned Ship? I've not, not seen much of their stuff for a while, to be honest. Yeah, he's still going. Is he still going strong? Good on him, man. I made up for him, mate. That's, that's, that's quality, man. Because remember, they were doing like the, um, the subscription boxes for a while, weren't they? They were, they were really good, man. That was a good idea. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? Like he's trying, tries loads of different stuff, but he has that like laugh and joke with his customers. The the branding side is brilliant. The community side he's built up is amazing. But there's all these other ones that are bigger than him, but literally they could stop tomorrow, and I don't think anyone would even notice. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, man. That that's something to be honest. Even being being frank, like something that like I I worry about a bit to be honest. Like what would happen? Like would would people care if, like, if you just shut up shop tomorrow? You know what I mean? Like, would anyone really be bothered? And I mm. think, um, you know, it's, it's it's one of them things, man. Like, it's time will tell. Maybe who knows? <laughs> who knows, man? Time will I mean, tell. It's, it's definitely a, a tough one. So, like, how have you built up your following, uh, like, to the stage it is? Is there is there anything that you've done that's different from other people, or is it just kind of the standard? Yeah, man. Um, so, obviously, we can we can relate this back to like a little bit of advice as well for like people that are starting out. So, obviously, when I when I first started North, um, I was I just wanted to get my tees out there to like sort of as many people as possible. So, literally, when I, when I first started out, I was um, getting tees printed and I was literally selling them for like six pound on the big cartel. I was making like no money on them whatsoever. I just wanted to get the brand out there to sort of. Um, as many people as possible 
So that was sort of um, me sort of uh, me moniker sort of when I first started out going forward. Just wanted to get the tease out to as many people as possible, and then obviously from there, you know, you've got um, Instagram stuff like that, um, building up a little bit of a following locally, and then luckily uh, back in um, 2015. Um, I was lucky enough to be offered them um, a retail unit in like we've got like an alternative shopping centre in Liverpool uh, called Grand Central. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the retail units up up, um, up for rent there, uh, and I would, I'd, fortunately I've be, been able to build the brand so where I could actually afford to be able to go and open a little retail unit in um, in, in the city centre, which, which was quite cool. And then obviously uh, helped to build the following from there. Um, do, you, do you still run it? Out even more, man. Nah, man. So. It's, I was re- really unfortunate to be honest. So, what happened was is um, obviously we opened the shop in 2015, and um, three years I had the shop for, and it was perfect, man. Like year on year, like the sales were getting better and better. Um, it, it, it was great, man. When I say it was a shop, it was literally, it was like um, so this building, if you can imagine, it was like um, an old church, if you like. It was like a, an old, um, yeah, like an old church. Um, and what they've done is, is they basically put up a load of um, six foot by six foot units in there. Um, and it was all like alternative businesses. So it was like, um, I had a shop in there. Um, there was a guy in there selling bandy shirts. There was like a tattoo place, um, a place selling like crystals and stuff like that. And there was about like 20 little, little shops in there, but like all like little independent um, alternative businesses. But outside of the shop, um, there was um, two uh, bars either side of it and um, students' accommodation above it. So what, what happened was is uh, the lady who owned the two bars um, bought the students' accommodation above and then eventually decided that she didn't want the shops anymore uh, where we were in the bottom of it. She wanted to turn that into a, into a bar as well. Um, oh. So basically bought the building out and uh, he, he evicted us all, which was... Uh, a real shame, yeah. man, because obviously there was nothing like that anymore in the in the city centre, you know what I mean? We, we, we were struggling to find any way that we could afford to pay the rent then, so that was a real That's shame, a man. But, yeah, but that, you... that was probably where, like, our sort of local following really sort of came from, man, you know what I mean? Um, people coming into the shop and having that face-to-face interaction, and, yeah, that I think that was where we got quite, got quite, quite big locally, you know, but... Yeah, I miss it, man. Every day, I wish I could go back to that shop every day, man. Is that um? Do you have, do you have loads of photos and stuff from when you were in there? Because I think that's something I'd really want to see. Like, if I ever get to the point where I have a shop, I'm just going to be like photos, videos, <laughs> like try and stream from it just as much as possible. Yeah, man, I've got a few photos. I'll um, I'll send them across here on um, on Instagram after after we've done this, man. You can have a little look at uh, it. Cool. The, the setup and that, man. I mean, like I say, it was it was a tiny, tiny place. It was like six foot by six foot. Do you know what I mean? It was like mm. clothing rails on like one side and then uh, like a little desk in the corner with like where I used to take the money and stuff like that. And but yeah, man, I've got really, really fond memories of uh of that place. It was uh it was cool, amazing. man. I still I'm still yet to get to kind of that stage where I mean a shop would be lovely, but I think I'm probably gonna go for to try and build to a point where I can have uh, a unit like outside of the city or whatever and have Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be able to like print t shirts and whatever out of that rather that's than the, a unit to get sell stuff from that's the thing man i mean to, to be honest I'd, I'd say like if if there's sort of a facility where you live like in your city or whatever where you can maybe get like a retail space 
take take a chance on it, man, if if, if you can, because honestly, people people will come. Know what I mean? It takes a while to build up like a, like a good following where people know that you're there and they keep going back to you regularly. But people will come, man. Like that's like one like my biggest biggest um, pieces of advice I can give to people. You know, is you've got to sometimes t- take that chance. You know what I mean? Obviously, you can have a, a big initial outlay cash wise to sort of your rent and getting it all fitted out and whatever. But it can, it can pay back in dividends once it's uh, once it once it gets going, man. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's like how badly do you want this if you're paying for instagram ads like it's obviously more money but like it's you'll probably get more out of it if you stop doing instagram ads save a ton of money and then yeah take a chance on it for a, a month or so and, and see what happens that's it man i think instagram ads as well you know uh from my experience of them anyway i've, I've stopped doing them because same. I, I think to be honest it's all a little bit of a con i think yeah. if, if, i don't know if you find the same the same Ian, but when i first started out with using instagram ads I used to get so much traction on the posts. I get loads of likes, loads of comments, you know, loads of shares or whatever. And it was it was great when you first did it. But now it's like, you know, you might put fifty pounds onto advertising for your Instagram post, and you'll get you'll get you'll get nothing back. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what, what's the what's the point? So, what I've what I've started doing recently is. Um, so the budget that I put aside for the uh, Instagram advertising, um, I've put into sorts of stock and I've said, right, this stock I am going to give away to people who've got a follow on, on Instagram or whatever for free because mm. that, that way it's going to be more people are going are gonna to see it and then hopefully that's going to translate back through into sales. Yeah. Do you know what's really funny is that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, the whole Instagram thing, I don't, if it, yeah, like you said, it feels like a con. I always found that, I'd put, I don't know, I never put like tons of money in. It was like a five or a ten here and there just to see. Yeah. But I'd always, I'd get like the same amount of likes or less. And then the next post I did, I'd get like fuck all. And it would be really yeah. weird. Yeah. It's almost like they want you to then go, oh, well, I got more when I had paid advertisement. So I'm going to do that again. And then you're in yeah, a man. cycle. But yeah, yeah I, I've, I've, similarly that's... to you, I did the whole, well, if instead of that five or ten quid I'm putting in every post or whatever, if I just give something away i'm probably more likely to get like traction from it that way so I've, yeah i've been doing that recently as well 100 man how, how have you found that being going for you do you think it's it's working better than instagram ads or do you think it's yes yeah because it's all yeah. it's then free isn't it so like these people i've i've just kind of messaged them and be like hey do you want like this new product or whatever um post in your grid if you want if not like a story share with a tag would be amazing and they do yeah man people are up for it like and then you get more from it because it seems a bit more um like organic compared to it because it says on instagram when it's a paid or a um, sponsored ad or whatever doesn't it so you know that you're being targeted so yeah i tend yeah. not to like bother with those whereas if it's someone you like that's a kind of influencer that's sharing something that they say is cool because they actually like it you're going to kind of relate to that a lot more 100% man yeah no you've, you've hit the nail on the head there I think that's uh, the way to go about it I think obviously the Instagram ads and, and the targeted ads you know there is definitely a sort of a science behind that I think obviously if you've got the time to learn the sort of the, the workings of it and how to get the most out of the adverts and stuff like that that's great but uh, yeah that, that, they're not for me at the minute the Insta- Instagram ads to be honest I've um, yeah took a little uh, a little backseat with them I think you can get yeah, other ways to kind of play play the game and do other things. I mean, that's why I've been looking at um, 
obviously doing this podcast because it helps like I'll chat with you. Hopefully you might share it. Someone that follows you might click it because they want to hear your story and views on stuff. So I might get some crossover that way. Similarly, I'm going to share it. So you might get some of my followers. So I'm looking at like, yeah, podcast. I want to do that. Is it a zine or a zine? I I never know what it's called. Yeah, mine is a zine. Yeah, yeah. Zine and then get like all the artists I've worked with, some of the people from the podcast and put like everything in a a zine and I either give it away for free or like charge a couple of quid for it because then that's another way to help all these artists that I really like and get some more exposure. I could like leave it around the city where I like go to, Yeah, mom. Uh, like you're saying, well, there's like arty trendy stores and like ask if they can just literally give it away for free and that might help. So I, I think you've got to like think outside of just giving Instagram money because it's definitely the easiest way, but you don't always get the results that you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, especially, you know, when you're uh, a young business and you started off and you, maybe you haven't got as much money to be spending on, on Instagram ads or maybe the money that you would be spending on the Instagram ads could go towards your next collection of stock or whatever. So just about probably being a little bit more smart with the money as well, you know what I mean? Um, but hundred percent, man. I think I think the zine's a great idea, man. That's that's a fucking a sick idea. Do you know what I'm I mean? Just, to get uh, the zine out there, like. Yeah, I've just been trying to think of things that haven't been done or not been done recently, and I think that was possibly, well, probably another one from like Johnny Cupcakes when he used to do his like Cupcake Chronicles, and I was like, why is this not being do? Like, why is no one doing yeah. this? Like, it's a great yeah. way to help promote, like I said, artists, other brands that I really like, other businesses just all sorts of stuff and you don't even have to really charge much for it or you could kind of get some advertisement in there to help fund it and then you're helping not just like yourself but so many other people so That's i'm it, always man. trying to think of those different and odd ways to yeah get out there more i guess get it out there yeah and i just, you know i think like like you were saying you're touching on like leaving it in like um like retailers and and stuff like that and like the cool shops people go into and getting it in front of people like that and that, that again, man, that, that's a great idea, you know. Um, have you so have you thought about approaching any sort of shops at all with your branding? Maybe seeing about getting your brand into any stores, or is, is that something that like you'd want to do, or is it something that I know? Obviously, you spoke about Johnny Cupcakes a lot, he sort of says that he wouldn't necessarily do that himself. Is that something like that you would you would follow, or see? I don't know because I've seen a lot of um a lot of brands that I kind of like say that the whole, um, I, I guess it's when it gets to a bigger scale, but the whole like, um, what's it called? Like wholesale side of it is kind of really <laughs> shitty to get into. Yeah. Cause then you're I'm stuck in that more. trap. You, you like, you don't earn as much and then you're stuck in that trap of like, they want a thousand, like a thousand t-shirts, or whatever. So you have to make them and then they're sat there for ages. Whereas, you you almost order like at a smaller scale when you do it and sell it online because you make a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It might be worth doing so, locally to the smaller stores to then gain a bit of a, a following and get it known that way. Yeah, man. So obviously, um, I don't know if um, if you if you'd ever heard of um, a process called a uh, sale or return. Um, no. So. So essentially, um, I had to deal with a couple of um, couple of shops actually doing it this way. It might be good as well for anyone else who's listening who's, who's got a clothing line. Um, so essentially, what you do is um, you will go to um, a clothing store, saying it won't be a big chain one; it'll have to be like an independent. Um, and you say to them, "Listen, um, I've got this clothing brand. Uh, I want you to stock me in your store um, 
you don't have to buy any of the stock, um, but you get to keep a percentage of uh, the sale of each T-shirt, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. say for example, um, you might go to them and say, "Listen, I want I want you to sell these T-shirts for twenty pound." Um, you get to keep a fiver off the top, and I get the rest of fifteen. Do you know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. way, all it's taken up in their store is the the rack space. They haven't got to put any sort of outlay on it. So it's just pure profit for them. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then it like makes their shop look fuller as well because they're not that's it, to man. buy anything, and it's just like a win-win. Yeah, man. I, I I've had um, a couple of shops I've done that with. Um, one it one it worked it worked really well with um, a tattoo shop in Liverpool um, called Blueprint Tattoo. Uh, that was great, man. It went um, went really good there. And then I had on the flip side of that, I had another um, another shop up in Manchester in a place called Affleck's Palace who um, decided to steal all my stock and all the all the profits as well, man. So I think it can go either way, you know. Yeah, so that was that was a bit of a nightmare, like, but um, yeah, I think that was probably a one-off, like, you know what I mean? But hmm. it happens, man. It happens. So, I mean, we kind of touched on like obviously Johnny Cupcakes, and uh, what are some of the other like brands that you kind of admire or that you follow? Oh man, so pretty much when it, when I started out, it was um, Obey. Um, I really, really loved um, Obey and sort of the graphics there that uh, Shepherd was doing for, for their brand, man. Um, I think probably the most famous one that people will have seen, if they're not on to Obey, was the, uh, the uh, President Obama um, prints, where it's like the three colours, the uh, like the red, white and blue. Mm. Do you like... Um, um, he had a... Oh, what's the brand called? I'm trying to think now. He had like an, a, an artist that did a load of his stuff as well. I think, is it Nevermind? Nevermind. I'm not too sure, man. What, what, what does the designs look like? Uh, the guy worked with Obey, so they're very similar. Ah, okay, man. I just suddenly thought about it. I've never, I haven't seen his stuff in ages, so Instagram's probably hiding it. But uh, just suddenly thought about it because, yeah, he worked. No. Yeah, no. I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely not, 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 not a design that I'm familiar with, but it, it could well be, man. I know, obviously, um, the guy who runs it, um, Shepard, he's, um, I think he does a lot of the designs, but. I know they definitely do work with a lot of uh, a lot of other designers as well, man. So I'll have to yeah. uh, I'll have to check him out, man. Have a look look at his work and uh, I'll have to double check the the name and and kind of send it across because I can't remember exactly what it is. But I know, yeah, he he got big enough that he had an artist that was helping him, and then he then started his own brand. Um, ah, fair play, man. Fair play. Kind of like with um, Huff on the Hundreds, man. So obviously, I, I, I quite quite like the whole sort of. Um, sort of LA, uh, California sort of streetwear scene. So um, yeah. the hundreds, um, Huff, uh, Benny Gold, um, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of brands like that, man. Um, obviously, the stuff that I do is um, quite different to like that sort of style, but they're sort of the inspirations. Um, Rebel Ace as well is another one, man. Um, Rebel Ace, yeah. Sort of, I, the, I follow I'm exactly the same. All those brands. So yeah, Benny Gold and Rebel Ace were two that I really liked. Which is really weird because, like, I never bought anything from Benny Gold, but I really, really liked everything he put out, and I was really up, like, not really upset, but like, it was disappointing when he decided to close it. Yeah, man, it's 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 a shame, you know, it's a shame, but I mean, I, I, he's a big inspiration for me, man. Benny Gold, obviously, when I sort of started out, and that was the sort of level that I wanted to get to, where he had his flagship store, you know, in San Francisco and stuff like that, and. He, he was he was never like the the biggest brand, do you know what I mean? But mm. 
Mm. He, he seemed he really comfortable, man. He was he was happy happy with what he was doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is which is amazing, I, man. I think I'd love to do what he did as well. Like uh, he had a coffee store on one side, and then he was selling his art and um, apparel on the other side. And then he did a yeah, what was it like between twelve and four? I'm like available for free consultation. Like you just buy me a coffee, and I'd love to do something like that. Like get yeah, hundred percent, man. Like can offer advice and like yeah just guidance and tips and stuff to other brands or artists or whatever that's kind of i think one of my goals yeah same man like i think um what what one of the things that sort of why i really wanted to go on this podcast with you was because obviously you know i think um from like the, the few podcasts that i listened to before like you're the same man like you just want to help as many people as you can and i know you spoke about it briefly in other other podcasts that um a lot of like clothing companies man these days they don't really want to like help each other out you know what i mean and mm, i still silly, find that man. Really like, weird. Like, yeah like at the end of the day you know you need to work with people to elevate your brand elevate your status because you know you can only get so far on your own you need to yeah, help exactly. other people along the way to sort of get you there to where you want to be so that's a big yeah, deal man I'd, I'd love to be able to do that you know yeah in my head it's no different from like artists like musicians do it like people on youtube do it like it tattoo artists do split sheets to help and it's just it's so odd that yeah more brands don't go we're kind of a similar level we're kind of you know the same sort of brand why don't we just do a collaboration and see what happens because it doesn't really cost anything if you're already going to do a design and put it out then you might reach some more people it's just weird i think i mean i wrote it down like the community side of it is something that i want to go for just completely and that's with customers and with other brands because it seems to be in america like i can see other brands working with each other and helping each other out but for whatever reason it doesn't really happen here yeah i don't know why that is either you know because obviously i think with the uk being i don't know maybe it is because the uk is a small place do you know what i mean and maybe the slice of the market isn't as big as what it is in america so people over here want to try and keep that more for themselves do you know what i mean Mm. yeah it could be i guess it's it's probably because like i might feel different if i was didn't have a full-time job and this was the only thing that kept me going i might have a different outlook i might be like well no like why would i share some other brand stuff because then i might lose that sale so yeah, i don't know if that's yeah. why i've got the view i have like 100 percent, man but on, on the on the flip side of that though if, if we're going back to talk about collaborations um for, for, for some reason in my head I always find when like two brands do like a collaboration that I find that sort of more appealing and I want to sort of purchase that more do you know what I mean um so obviously I mean I'm not I'm not too big on Supreme I don't really like the stuff that they do but that was the first one that came into my head so when Supreme always do like the North Face jackets and stuff like that like I think that's mm-hmm. like sick man like that's more appealing to me than just a Supreme jacket or just a North Face jacket do you know what I mean definitely so as you just mentioned it, I had it written down. Have you thought about doing a North Face tee as your brand? Uh, <laughs> do you know what, man? Um, I, I, I love North Face, man. I'd, I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I'd potentially love to do something like that. But I think there's so many people out there that have ripped off that North Face logo. Um, I know, yeah. It's that tattoo yeah, face thing, isn't it, or whatever. Yeah, man. It's so funny. Like, it's... Um, most of people that I, that I say to him, they go like, oh, like, I want a clothing brand called North. And you go, oh, like North Face? And I'm like, mm, no, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. But 
maybe one day, um, man, you know, if we get to that level where I can make a North Face jacket with them, that'd, that'd be sick, man. That's, that's the goal, you know? Yeah, a massive collaboration would be amazing. That's it, man. Maybe one day, who knows? We'll get there. We'll get there, man. So if you could, if you could collaborate with anyone, who, who would it be? Like, if you could pick one brand to do a collaboration with, who would it be? Uh, I think based on how everything is at the moment, it probably would be Abandoned Ship. Yeah, man. That, I think that could be I really think, sick, to be honest. Yeah, I think that, that would work the best. I mean, Johnny Cupcakes would be another one that would be just so good because they're the two kind of people and brands that I kind of... I'm not like, yeah, idolize, I guess, that like want to aim to be as big as and, and similar to. So, what a collaboration with one of them would be amazing, definitely, man. Definitely, it's not what I could really see that as well, man. Because I know I've, I was looking on your store before at like some of your designs that you've got and stuff like that. And um, I think is it is it the one, um, just like a design you've got with like uh, like a rose on it, so it's like something about like the petals or something like that. Um, it's one of one oh, of the teams, yeah. man. Um, yeah, the petals. Uh, the I, I, I just, remain. That's it, man. Yeah, um, I just imagine like that design sort of weaving in throughout, like like the abandoned ship, like ship's wheel. Mm. Like that could look really sick, man. Something like that. So I could definitely see that happening, man. You might want. I'd, I'd message them after this podcast and just say, "Listen, what, what's thinking about doing a collaboration?" Because they can only say no, yeah. can't they? At the end of the day, what's the worst that can happen? That's it, exactly. I've, I haven't seen him do collaborations in a while, actually. I don't know if he's done one with another brand or another clothing brand, anyway. But yeah, there's, there's no harm in asking. And that's, again, I guess something that, like, if people are listening, like, I always respond to DMs, like, or messages or anything, like, for advice. So, yeah, why yeah, not just message someone out of the blue and be like, hey, love your stuff. And then, like, do the little comments or whatever. And just, would you want to work with me? This is what I've got. Like, yeah. That's it, man. Hundred percent. That's the same, man. I always try and respond to DMs and anyone who ever needs any any advice, anything like that, you know, and or even just a little chat or whatever. Just reach out, man, because you know I'm not like I'm not I'm not, not going to be a knobhead like and not not reply. The only ones that I don't reply to are them bloody companies that message me from bloody Pakistan and India saying, "Oh, we we can make the tracksuits for you and stuff like that." I, I get loads of them, man, all the time. <laughs> I don't know about you. Same, yeah. But, we do all this sportswear. Would you like it? Yeah, like, the sportswear, man. That's it. Yeah, nah, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> they don't get replies. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, man. So yeah, like another question I love to ask is, what are your like, what are your goals? So like, what are you looking for for the next year, next three years, next five years, and then what's kind of your like ultimate goal with this brand? Yeah, man. So um, sort of short-term goals. Um, I want to. Uh, carry on well go back to doing uh, uh, towards the start of the end of last year and the start of this year I was doing sort of uh, monthly drops so I was doing maybe um, three or four teas or three or four items um, every month uh, releasing new stuff um, obviously with the lockdown being on and stuff like that and people maybe not having as much money to spend or whatever I've, I've sort of hit that on the head a little bit I'd like to go back to doing that um, Probably towards the end of the year, more more frequent, more uh, regular drops um, with North, um, and then obviously long term goals would be to sort of get back to getting a shop again. Um, and then, I'm doing that, so they're the long term goals, man. Definitely. Mm, I think I the think, shop thing um, would be amazing, but then it's it's always really tricky, isn't it? Because then you've got a sell more stuff and then that, that's when you're going to be chasing the sale more and then that's when it becomes really dangerous because if you're chasing that sale you might discount it by 
a lot and then people expect the sale and yeah just all sorts so then i guess that's when yeah, it's money. tricky and you've got to do other things it, it can be tough man definitely it can be tough so what, what about yourself man like what's what's like your sort of your, your sort of long-term goals and stuff like that obviously i know you spoke about having the sort of the uh, the coffee shop and building the community side and stuff like that but say in the next 12 months like where, where can you see the brand sort of sort of going man uh, I don't know. See, I've got in my head that that like 10,000 followers is quite, it's not, it's really not important because it's literally just a number, but it would be so mm-hmm. nice to get to it. So I think yeah, within well, the next year, I kind of want to be at that stage where I'm like 10,000. Then you get the, the cool little swipe up thing. And then that's, you know, for all those lazy people that can't click on your store or the item, they can just swipe up. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I really, yeah, I really want to get to that within a year. Um, uh, yeah that's literally the year goal i guess after that it's working more with other artists working with other brands trying to push as much as possible and then go Definitely. to that store i'd love to do a i think i've, I've spoken about it on the podcast before about like the coffee skate clothing store would be really fun i don't know how it would go I think that... in terms of like insurance and stuff but <laughs> Uh, man. F- fuck the insurance, man. Up, up the punks, man. You don't need insurance. You'll be, you'll be all right, yeah. man. Just there. Uh, just sign like a, a liability thing. Or whatever, a li- like. Yeah, wait. One of them liability waivers. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, yeah. It'll be all good, man. But is, is there any way of sort of? I mean, where, where about you from, man? I know you're from down south, like, but where, where about yeah, so, in, the, in the UK? Uh, in Norfolk. Oh, in Nor- Okay, man. Yeah, yeah. So, is there, is there any like sort of? Um, because now, obviously, um, in Liverpool, we've got like two sorts of streets, which have got like independent, like mainly independent shops. Um, yeah. Is there anything like that, like in in Norfolk, where like you'd maybe want to definitely have a store, or have you thought about like maybe like location, anything like that? Yeah, see, there's a couple of those kind of streets, and that would be really cool. I don't know if it's uh, like I said, in, in terms of, I think the space, it would be better to be slightly outside of the main city, because then I could have a maybe a bigger unit and have, do like the mm-hmm t-shirt printing and i'd quite like to get people involved in that as well so like have the the printer the screen printer set up and then be like i'm gonna do a class like come down i'll show you how to do it like this is how you make it and then charge them whatever amount of money to cover it because i reckon people be really into that as well especially with 100 mate yeah the like there's so many people that want to do a brand but then there's so many people that have just an idea of like a one-off t-shirt that would yeah, probably be yeah. really into learning that side of it as well. So I think that would be something that'd be really fun, but then you'd need the space. Definitely, man. So do you do all your printing yourself at the minute or do you outsource it to yeah. um, companies? No. Yeah, there's a, a local uh, company that I work with that are really, really good. Uh, so I get all my t-shirts and hoodies and stuff printed with them. Nice, man. Nice. I, I think that's, um, you know, one question I, I, I get asked a lot um, I don't know if it's the same for you, but sort of how, how to actually go about making making the, um, the, the, the the actual garments themselves, man. Do you know what I mean? I think, um, like, especially when you're starting out, when you're starting like a, a clothing brand, like it, it, it's it's it probably seems like very very sort of basic stuff for the once you've once you've done your brand for a while. But like, it, I, I, it always baffles me. Like people are like, oh, like do you like sew the t-shirts yourself and stuff like that. Like it's like. No, nah, like mm. what you what you mean? Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 crazy, man. Um, so yeah, I'm guessing like all, all your stuff is is screen printed. Like what 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 do you think about like um, companies doing like direct garments and um, and stuff like that? 
Is it, so was it always use screen prints or was it always, did you know, would you, yeah. would you switch it up a bit or? I think, um, like when I looked at your story, like I said, it was similar to kind of mine. So I started in 2012 um, and then it kind of failed. But like when I was looking then, the people were like, literally it was do not do direct garment because the print quality is terrible. It's shit. <laughs> like it costs quite a lot. So you don't get much profit um screen printing like lasts for absolutely ages if you wash it inside out and under cold temperature and it like looks better at home yeah. the print it just all those things so i just always try and do um get everything screen printed but the director garment thing is actually quite good now so i would consider yeah. doing stuff because it's it's yeah it's, it's it has changed massively in like eight years you expect it would but I don't know. It's, it's a tough one because I've still in the back of my mind. I'm like, but is it any good now, though? <laughs> like, yeah, man. That's that's. I'm I'm the same to be honest, man. Because, like like you say, we both we both sort of come up doing doing this, these businesses at like this the same time, you know. And I was exactly the same when I first started. I was when I was doing my research and stuff. It was like, yeah, direct to garments is like the worst. Don't do it. But I see like a lot of people now doing it, man. And to be honest, the quality looks looks quite nice, you know. Yeah, I think that's it now, isn't it? Where it's like you can have uh, as many colours as you want and it's like a one print cost, whereas obviously screen printing is every single colour is a different cost. Yeah, so man. Yeah. that's kind of the the pull of it at the moment is like, well, I do want a design that's like six colours and uh, prints down the sleeves. It's not going to cost... Yeah, it's probably going to be better to do it like that way. So, I don't know. It, it's definitely something that requires a lot of like... Um, research before you jump in, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, man. I I agree with you there. I agree. So, uh, speaking of that, speaking of research, so if you, you know, if you had to give someone, um, it was just starting out, starting a clothing brand, maybe like your top three tips, um, what what would they be? <laughs> I think that's my like final question for you. So I'll have to think of another one. Um, well, oh, I don't know the. I think it would be don't, I mean, the main one is don't put a brand name, like your brand name on a t-shirt and think it's going to sell. Like, yeah, I've man. Seen, yeah. I see that all the fucking time. It's like, oh, my brand's called this and this is our new release. And you're like, what are you doing? No one's going to buy that. Like, and I, I, yeah, I think that's like, definitely the biggest one. Like I, I did it not to that extent, but like I had a, a, um, a design I had and it said like doom and gloom on it and didn't sell any and i was like right cool i'm not putting doom and gloom on any of my stuff for absolutely ages because i think you do have to again build up that like community that following because people want to eventually be part of it but in the start yeah man. it doesn't work you can't just put like <laughs> your like shitty clever brand name on a t-shirt and expect to sell out so that would be the main one yeah um yeah i, I think know, um with a lot, sorry but i think where a lot of people go wrong with that is obviously you look at brands like Supreme and you think, yeah. oh man, it works for them. It's going to work for me. And it's like, well, no, like obviously like that logo carries so much. Like, I don't, I don't like using the word clout, but it carries a lot of clout with the, with the logo. Do you know what I mean? And that's mm. why it, it's, it sells so well, man, for them, you know? Well, that's it. Like I, I spoke about it on a different um, podcast where it's like, you don't realize how long these brands have been going to get to this stage where they can sell something with their name on it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Super old company that like has been going for ages, and they're now at the stage where anything with a tick on it or anything that says Nike is worth money. 
but yeah. in the beginning it wasn't so why why should you expect that you start a company you've got like 10 followers you buy a t-shirt with your brand name and you're going to sell out like it takes a lot of work and i don't think people realize that and it's quite no, that's it mom i guess the other tip is like it can be quite demoralizing because you can spend a load of time on a design you can think it's amazing you can have a million people tell you it's brilliant you're going to sell loads and then you spend money and you make the t-shirt and you don't sell any for absolutely ages yeah yeah 100 percent. i've been there as well mom i've been there as well yeah so it's just that how do you stay positive i think is the it's the main thing isn't it like you can release something not sell any and then you just gotta get over it try something else try something different yeah i, I think i think to be honest you know um if you're not sort of doing a clothing company because it's something that you're passionate about and it's something that you're interested in doing and you're just doing it because you want to make money overnight um and then you get demoralized obviously because you've bought this bought this design or you put this design out or whatever and people don't like it and you think oh well i'm not going to make the money now then it's such a cheap saying wrong. isn't it that like it takes money to make money and it genuinely does like if you think you're going to 100 percent does man like that you're going to have a t-shirt with your brand name on it and you're going to sell out you probably could sell out but you'd have to put hundreds into advertising definitely man so if you want to. that that's probably my my biggest tip that i i, I give to anyone who's starting out or anyone who starts a new clothing company is because I've, I've made made this mistake mistake as well man um is when you get your first design made, yeah, you will always, nine times out of ten, that design, the first one that you get made, will always sell really, really well because mm. all your friends are going to buy one, all your family is going to buy one because they want to support you in, in business. And 90% of the time, they're only buying it because they want to support you. They don't want to support the brand, if you like. So yeah. I feel like where a lot of people go wrong is that they see, oh man, I've got this design with printed up with just me the logo on or whatever, and it's sold really, really well. I've sold fifty of them in two weeks. I'll get that reprinted straight away, and then you're left with fifty on your hands again. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because all the initial people that want to support you and support what you're doing in business, they aren't going to want to buy the same thing twice. So then you've actually got to go out there, then you've got to try and find customers that don't know you personally but you want to get involved in your brand if that makes sense yeah i am um, i very rarely reprint stuff like i think i've done it, I've done it once i think i've done it once and that's it because there's definitely there's my about the um was it exclusivity of like i've only made i don't know 20 or 50 of these and once i sell out that is it like i think that's a good way to drive stuff you spoke about like supreme and that's exactly their model isn't it like once we sell out, that's, it, that's it. If you haven't bought it, then you're never going to get it. And then it's going to be resold for hundreds more than what it's worth. So good luck. Like. Definitely. I think it's I think it's tough though, because obviously you go into business to make money and it, it can sort of be tough to find that nice middle ground where you sort of think, right, I've got this design and it's selling really well. Do I leave that to be a limited design and once it's sold out, it's sold out? Or do I capitalise on the fact that it's selling really well and then potentially take the risk of getting more printed but being left with the stock on my hands and that's where it can get a little bit bit tricky man you've got to be able to sort of read it because i've had that happen to, happen to me i don't know how many times like i remember we got this t-shirt printed with like a big big uzi on the back and it was 
it was a sick design, man. It's put one of my favourite designs we put out. And um, so, they sold out so fast. And then I, I literally was like, right, get them reprinted. The reprints come back in and I didn't sell one. And I'm still oh, no. like, it's just, it's just stuck with them. Do you know what I mean? I was stuck with them then for about, must have been about 12 months afterwards, I was stuck with these Uzi t-shirts and he was selling like, maybe like one a week or something like that. And you just, you're stuck with the stock, you know? So it can be tough, man. Yeah. And then that's like what I said before, then you've got to fight the urge to be like, oh, here's a sale, use this code and get some money off. Cause then you're forever doing that. Cause you're trying to get rid of stock or sell stock or generate money for new stock. Like that whole sale thing is very, um, well, I guess it's bad. Like it's good to do it. Cause, but you don't want to do it too much. So I think that's another thing. Like, yeah, man. So I, as I, much as possible. I'm of a little bit of a different mentality there. So the way that I look at it is that if I'm sitting on stock and I've been sitting on it for a good while, um, I sort of look at that stock of being um, like dead money. Um, yeah. So what I've what I've started doing recently is um, like uh, a deal of the week. So um, I assume that you're like the ten pound tea. Yeah, man. So obviously, ten pound tea. I'm not making tons of profit on the ten pound tea shirt. You know what I mean? Um, make a couple of quid on the top, but that's then capital that can go into future releases, future designs, um, whatever it needs to go on, you know what I mean? Um, and to be honest, it's, it's, it's worked really well for me. Uh, but obviously, I know um, it's not going to be for everyone. If, if, if people are only getting T-shirts printed in batches of sort of 10 and 20, you're not really going to be able to make any profit at all. You're probably making a loss, to be honest, if you're selling it. T- £10 a tease, you know what I mean? Um, but for the sort of levels that I'm printing, then I can still make a couple of pounds on the top and that money's back in the bank, then it can go towards some new things. So that, that, that might be another, another little tip that people can take on board, man, definitely. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? It's just consider, like, the options don't ultimately jump for a sale because you need money. But yeah, like you're saying, if you're on dead stock and you see it as you're losing money then then why not offer it for a little bit less but it's just just finding those decisions that benefit you and not screwing it up but then you are going to screw it up i guess like it's it's all just i found that these um like podcasts are really good because it feels like i'm offering loads of advice and like good conversations but then equally everyone's going to find their own way anyway like <laughs> definitely man definitely like i think it's it's good because you know there are, there are definitely sort of fundamental mistakes that people can make when when they first sort of start out that can definitely be avoided by like listening to advice but ideally everyone's going to find their own way doing it any way in the end do you know what I mean like the way that I do something is going to be a little bit different than the way that you do something which is going to be a little bit different than the way like um, another brand's going to do something do you know what I mean but it's just about finding your own way man you know yeah I guess that's another like top tip isn't it is don't compare yourself to other people because you're always going to be disappointed like other brands it's because i started doing it and i was like but i started the same time they did they've mm-hmm. got twice as many followers they're selling way more stuff that's not fit like why their stuff's not as good as my stuff that's ridiculous but then you don't know yeah. what their like their background is or how much money they're putting in or how much money they're losing yeah, but on, on, on the flip front. on the flip side of that though like just just because a brand's got ton of followers doesn't necessarily mean that they're making more more sales you know I think this is something as well that like a lot of people sort of forget a lot of people think you know the more followers a brand's got on Instagram 
the more sales that they're going to be making. That's not necessarily the case, in my in my opinion, anyway. No, it's definitely not. I've um, <clears throat> there's one brand that I've seen that I was like, how oh, they've sprung really quickly. I wonder, like how? And they, it, you could see they just spent a ton of money, and a load of their um, like followers were from like Portugal, Brazil, Spain. Like, yeah. Oh, cool. So they're probably bought followers or they've just gone oh i'm going to target those specific places because i know there's loads of people so i'm bound to get more like followers and likes and whatever so it's it's such a dodgy thing because then the instagram algorithm like it is if you're only reaching like 10 percent of your followers and all 10 percent of those like fake followers then you're fucking screwed <laughs> so i would advise not buying any followers yeah no never buy followers man never buy followers because you're, you're sort of you're leading yourself into a false sense of security. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I can't. There was a brand, man. I can't remember the name of the brand for the life of me. But I remember it was a similar sort of thing. I went onto the profile and I looked, and it was like thirty-five thousand followers, and I was like, "Yeah, that's really good." Do you know what I mean? Like, that's fantastic. And then you click on the one of the posts, and it's got like thirty likes, and you're like, "Oh, that doesn't sound too good." You know, you've got thirty-five thousand followers, and you've only got. 30, 40 likes on a post. Something's a bit, uh, bit fishy there, man. So, yeah, it's, uh, like I say, sometimes it can be a bit of a bluff, can't it? But... Definitely. It's just, yeah, it might work for them, but I, there's something that I don't want to do because it's just, it's a slippery slope and then you're ultimately screwing yourself over and you're paying for the privilege of it as well. So, that's it, man. That's it. So, what was the shade? Um, is the source of the biggest problem that you face with your brand then? Like, is there any sort of, like, any, any sort of big problems that you've had, sort of, I don't know, um, like, production-wise or any any sort of, like, issues that you've had just, just in general within the brand? Um, nothing too bad, no. I mean, I've had a couple of things where, like, production's just taken longer than I thought it was going to, and, like, uh, ordering stock, I've done, like, the wrong levels, so I've ordered... I thought a design was good, but not good enough to sell loads. So I've ordered like a small amount and then it sells out really quickly or it sells really well. And then you're hating yourself because you're like, well, I should have bought more. Yeah. Shall I buy more now or shall I push, put the money into something else? And then I've done it the other way as well, where I've bought too much of a design because I really, really liked it. And then I had the stock for ages. So I think they're the two. Yeah, um, but that's why I really like the pre-order thing. Cause like I get a really good gauge of, if people like it, kind of what sizes they're going to want. And then it helps kind of fund some of the money towards getting them made as well. So I think if someone's starting out, that's definitely something to look at is the pre-order side of it. Definitely, man. I think pre-orders can be, um, can be really good. I know a lot of the, um, like the horror brands and like movie t-shirt brands that have popped up recently. Um, yeah. They, they do a lot of, a lot of, a lot of pre-order stuff, um, which is great. Cause obviously they get to know, what people exactly what people want you know what i mean which, which is great um i'm not too sure if it's something that you've heard of before man but there's a company out there called um uh, merched um who's run by um awesome merchandise i have seen that yeah. um yeah i think that's another great idea man to be honest yeah i wish i wish something like that was going when i was starting out because i think that that's that's the way that they're running that's fantastic man like for anyone who doesn't know essentially what it is is um you submit a design um, if enough people buy the design, it goes to print, and then you get to keep the profit. But if it doesn't sell, then 
Um, you've lost no outgoings. You don't have to doesn't cost anything to put the design on there. So that, that's a really cool idea, man. And then also merchandise as well. They do good prints, man. So you know it's going to be good quality as well. Yeah, they're, they're, they're one of the people I always check. I'm like, I wonder how much this would cost to make. And you go on the website and you're like, cool. Okay, now I know. So yeah, they're definitely someone to check out. Definitely, man. That's what I like. The, the company that I use for my printing um, is a company called Monster Press. Um, yeah, I've, I've used, I've well. used a, lot, a lot of print companies, but um, I think Monster Press are probably, um, they've always done like the sort of, in my opinion anyway, the best, the best quality prints. Um, but they are a little bit more expensive than some of the other companies but i think the quality of the works is really worth it to be honest um a good, good company so if anyone's looking for someone to print the tees for them and um, definitely check out monster press as well man nice uh so what about you then what's kind of your do you say biggest mistake as we said isn't it? yeah not, not so much mistakes but, but like um a, a real problem that i'm having at the minute is sort of uh, being able to create sort of um, quality content for Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, so I know obviously you, you said before, man, like you're a photographer and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've, I very rarely, I'm not a photographer by any stretch of the imagination, man, you know what I mean? I'm absolutely terrible with a camera. Um, but that's that's my biggest problem that I'm sort of having at the minute is is creating um, good content to put out on, on social media. Mm, yeah, so. yeah, same. We should try and do like a um uh, a massive meetup or something. <laughs> yeah, man. So like, what, one one thing that I was like, I've I've been thinking about for a while is like, um, not like when you're in work and stuff, and you have like your your, your work group chat or whatever with everyone, like in in like your teams or whatever in work. Maybe yeah. you could have like a, a a clothing brand owner like group chat or something like that, man. I don't know. Like, it's might be a bit of a lame idea, but. I think it, it, it could be good, man. Like, I was speaking to um, Sean, who runs um, Deathmarks. I don't know if you've heard of the brand Deathmarks. Uh, I was speaking to her yesterday about maybe doing that little collaboration. Yeah. Um, so if we can get, like, people like that in, man, that'd, that'd be sick, you know, like, maybe, maybe setting something like that up. Could be something to look at in the future, you know? Yeah, I kind of, I mean, I started to do it like that. I don't know if you saw that, like, big brand giveaway I did where I contacted, like, eight other brands. Yeah, man, I've seen that. How did that go for you? Um, yeah, not as well as I thought, but it was definitely worthy of, like, the idea. So we had a group chat on on there, and it was nice to have people to kind of talk to that are in a similar position as you. Um, but that's kind of mm-hmm. died down. Like, like, no one's really posting in it. So, yeah, maybe maybe could look at doing another one and then inviting other people. But certainly for, like, Instagram yeah, content... Man. Like I see the influencers do it where they all meet up and they all like wear brand t-shirts and take pictures of each other. Maybe like we could, I, I guess it'd be, it would be really hard to do because everyone's like all over the country, but like that might be quite fun to do some sort of massive brand owner meetup. Yeah, nah, man, that'd be great. I'd be, I'd be well up for something like that, to be honest. Because I think as well, um, something I've always really wanted to do, but they don't really have too many of them in the UK. is like, um, like a brand trade show. So obviously, like they have like the big trade shows and stuff like over in in America. Yeah. Like the uh, the big street brand trade shows. Man, I'd love to do something like that, but I don't think they really have anything like that. At least not to my knowledge, anyway. In the um, in the UK, you know. Yeah, I suppose that's worth worth looking at, isn't it? I suppose yeah, the easiest way to do like a brand owner meetup would be 
if we all say we're going to get a stall at some, I don't know, festival or convention or whatever, and then we'd all meet and hang around that way. But I think that's definitely needed. There's so many cool brand owners that are the same level that it would make sense to have that kind of, I keep saying it, but like the community side, I think is absolutely massive, but like it would make a ton of sense if a load of brand owners tried to be more friendly with each other. <laughs> That's it, man. Everyone's, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's got like the same, the same problems, you know what I mean? And I think between, between a lot of people, uh, the answers are probably going to be there as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's things out there that, like, in the future, like, you might have a problem with or you might need an answer to a question that, like, I might know and vice versa. You know, I might have a question that I need answered and you might know. So if everyone helps each other out, everyone elevates each other up. It just yeah, helps everyone else in the long run, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe I'll look at doing it after, set up, like, a little group chat. Definitely, man. I'm, I'm well up for that, like, I'm well up for that. I think that's what it, that's what it needs, man. I just need someone to... Um, you know, just get the ball rolling type thing. Um, yeah. And if, if people don't want to do it, they don't want to do it, that's fine. But I'm sure there'll be people out there that do. And that's what it's about, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, just looking at my questions, I think I've pretty much asked everything. I think... Cool, man. So one... Yeah, I've written a note here. What are your thoughts? Because I've seen that you don't necessarily do it at the moment. Of in, like sharing because you're saying you're struggling for like instagram content but Mm -hmm. how often do you post like the behind the brand side of it or is it always like you're going for the high-end um photography shots yeah man so that's obviously uh that's a great question to be honest um so the way that i sort of look at instagram um the feed at the minute uh my perspective of it is that it's sort of like um, a catalogue if you like so if I go onto your Instagram the Zoom and Gloom Instagram mm-hmm. um, I I look at that as sort of like a catalogue of products um, so I'd be looking at what I want to purchase if you know what I mean so I try and keep my feed um, mainly sort of like a lookbook if you like um, so people yeah. can say oh like, I like that t-shirt it's like, like a catalogue that's something I, I want to be interested in buying I think the sort of the behind the scenes sort of content um, is probably better for like the stories and Instagram live and stuff like that. But the main problem that I've got with doing that kind of stuff is, is that I don't really know what people want to see. Do you know what I mean? Like the people want to watch me like doing designs that he want to watch me like, I don't know, fucking rapping t-shirts or stuff like that, man. Like I, I, I genuinely don't know like what what I would do with the with the behind the scenes content. To be honest, it's definitely a tricky one. Like I, I found that as well. Like I try and do it as much as I can, but yeah, how do you know what people want? Um, I think I found it like I put the I asked the question I think a couple of times before I went to Thailand. I was like, does anyone anybody want to see like what I'm doing while I'm in Thailand? And everyone always said yes. So I think if you've got stuff that people haven't seen before, they definitely want to see it, which is yeah. most of the stuff behind the brand isn't it like they don't know how you i don't know work with artists or draw stuff or pack stuff or i don't know yeah all of that that stuff is what people want to see isn't it like that's it man i don't know yeah it's, to be honest it's it's not not something that i've ever really 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 thought about making content for um only because in my eyes if people want to 
watch me do a design or whatever. Because I'm doing it, I'd, I'd personally think that was quite boring. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, it's not something I would personally want to watch, but that's because I'm the one who's doing it. If, if someone else was doing a design, I'd, I'd, want to, I'd probably want to watch it because I'd want to see what sorts of, sort of techniques they were using or what the sort of processes around doing a design, you know? Um, so, yeah, but now yeah. that's, that's not something I've really thought of, to be honest. Or even, like, small updates, because, like, I've read the Our Story thing, but I can't mm-hmm. really see yeah. that, more information that needs about you. Man. Yeah, like, and I was going to say, yeah, it looks like it was written, like, I don't know, four or five years ago. Definitely, man. Like, that needs updating, to be honest. I might might make that my job for tonight, actually. I might uh, get, get that updated, man. Like, that's what you sometimes just need that little kick up the bum, don't you, to uh, yeah. get that motivation, man, to, to, to do something. But, nah, definitely, man. That might be um, going forward. That might be the way to do it, you know, a bit more content, sort of, behind the scenes and, and, and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, maybe, because you don't always have to post on... Um... On the grid, do you like people? I think see more of your stories than they do your feed, anyway. So if you're doing yes. more of that, yeah, behind the scenes, like here's some photos, here's some pictures of me packing or whatever, like that's probably going to help because you're going to have more content out there, and they've got more chance of them being like, okay, no, I do actually like that design. Like, let me buy it. That's it, man. That's it. But I, I think the real struggle that I've got at the minute is sort of. Um, I feel like I'm keep on, especially on the stories and stuff. I keep posting the same images like every day, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So I'm finding it tough to sort of get out there. And again, it's probably just because I'm being a bit lazy to, or, or just haven't got the time or whatever to go and create that new content of getting the pictures taken where I can put the, the content to be put on the story, if you know what I mean. Mm, see, I'm a big one for I'll just post whatever I think's cool. So, like, I'm always yeah. just reposting artist stuff like whether or not i've ever spoken to them before i'm like that's really fucking cool post like share that tag them like i just i I'll literally just share whatever i think is really good so it's not even always my stuff but that helps no, that's... like that helps push you higher in that she algorithm like if you're sharing stuff and then people yeah. are interacting with it it's gonna help you 100 percent, man and then you probably tend to find as well that i know anytime someone sort of shared anything that i've that I've posted, I've always gone onto their their Instagram and shared something of theirs, you know what I mean? Because I, I just think that's like the polite thing to do, do you know what I mean? I'll find something that I think is cool on their feed and I'll share it and then hopefully some of my followers will go over and follow them exactly. or, or, or whatever. Or you'll get the cheeky like reshare that they'll share your share onto their feed or whatever or their story, which might end up getting you some traffic as well. So all of that stuff's definitely worth doing. Like if you haven't got anything, like just post like anyone's thing like <laughs> it all helps 100% man. 100% so what, what's next for doom and gloom then man like what's what, what's like the next thing that you've got um, got coming out I have no idea I've uh, I've released uh, so I did three pre-order t-shirts and I didn't sell any of them so oh man <laughs> I think it was just the wrong time so I had like three really good designs that I loved and I put yeah. them for a pre-order and I'm like, normally if I sell one pre-order, then I'm like, fuck it, right. I'm going to buy, like, I'm going to place an order and I'll just figure it out. But yeah, not selling any is just kind of like, right, okay, I'll shelve that one for next time. And I think it's just how everything is at the moment. Like I haven't sold any, yeah. I've sold my older stock t-shirts because they're a little bit cheaper, but like no one's buying any newer stuff. However, I've sold a lot of my two pins, like those two pin designs I've made. 
uh, I've sold loads. So I think people are, they obviously like the brand enough. They want something, but they don't want to spend like 15 quid on a t-shirt, but they'll happily spend a fiver on a pin. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think to be honest, at the minute we're living in sort of real strange times, man. Like I've sort of seen my sort of, I've got sort of like an average sort of taking that I take online every month. Um, and I've seen that sort of be slashed by like twenty five percent while we've been on the lockdown. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I just think people aren't sort of spending as as much money, man. But I think it's 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 good, you know. Like you say that you're offering them products as well as an alternative to the t-shirts, like the pins and um, like the, the five panel caps and stuff like that, you know. Um, oh yeah, I've got those coming soon, and sunglasses that I've got upstairs that I still haven't actually put online yet <laughs> yeah my oh do you know you need to get them sunglasses on man because they look they look sick to be honest that's let me know when you come on man I'll, uh, I'll pick a pair of them up because you sent me the picture of them the other day and they look there uh, they look sick man they were really nice that's awesome yeah that was just one of those random thoughts where I was like yeah do mingling with apparel that's dagger oh, I should just do dagger stuff because that makes sense and it's like such a dumb thing because it doesn't even spell dagger but like it kind of does yeah but that's it man <laughs> yeah and uh, I, um, just, I love those shitty, like, dumb ideas. So I think that's that's kind of, like, what I love the brand to be as well. Like, it, it, it starts to then become you, doesn't it? Like, doom and gloom. You're like, cool, so you've got, like, dumb designs, positive and negative messages all over it. And they're just kind of crazy, goofy, like, idiot design. But yeah, just like that, that side of it is what I want. So when I was like, oh, yeah, dagger, I could just do dagger stuff. Hmm. Fuck it, I'll do it. Why not? Like, I think it's cool. But generally, right, I, yeah, another, I think that design's boss as well, mate. I think that's a really cool yeah. design as well, man. But like on the uh, the arm of the sunglasses, brilliant, really good. Yeah, that was a a friend of mine who's what's his name, Tom Toaster Doodles, I think it is on Instagram. He like, I just hit him up. I was like, oh, do you fancy? Can you do this for me? He's like, yeah, sure. So I play a lot of COD with him as well at the moment. Nice man, nice. I know you're about to see like your Twitch streaming and stuff like that as well, aren't you? I that's something I really want to do because again, with like this podcast, it's a good way to reach people. I'm thinking there's a lot of people that play video games. Why not use that as like a hangout thing? So do like, cool. I'm going to be streaming at this time on this day. Send me a message. Like if you want to play, hang out, and we'll stream it. And you can ask me some questions. We'll talk about random shit. Like I think that would be a really fun way to build up. Yeah, sort of brand loyalty and people can know, get to know you a bit more. And yeah, video gaming's fun, isn't it? So why not start streaming? That's it, man. Because I mean, I'm sure there'll be people out there that would, that would love to do that, man. Like, imagine if, like, I don't know, Johnny Cupcakes was like, yeah, man, I'm going to go and play some, some Fortnite or whatever tonight if anyone wants to come on and play with me. And I just ride up my streets. I'd love to play a bit of Fortnite with them. Do you know what I mean? Ask them questions mm-hmm. or whatever while we were playing playing some video games, man. Yeah, that'd, that'd be sick. I'd be well up for that. So I'm sure there'll be people who, who, who'd, who'd love that, man. I think so. So yeah, I, was, I kind of, I think spoke to Tom about that while we were playing COD and he's like, you should just call it the CODcast. And I was like, that's definitely taken. Uh, and that is taken. Oh, somebody, does, somebody does the CODcast. But I was like, that'd have been brilliant. I could have like streamed COD with people and had it as like a podcasty CODcast thing. But yeah, there's there's always tons of dumb ideas isn't there like I'm sure you've probably had loads of me like do I do this yeah man like uh, it's just I, I think I think to be honest it's just finding like sort of what works isn't it and and you could have like the dumbest idea ever like so an idea like I'm sort of really playing around with a minute is 
so obviously like you don't know man but like when you were when you were a kid at Christmas and stuff like that and you get the Argos catalogue out mm. do you remember like and you'd like look at the toys and stuff like that like there's something about having like a physical catalogue so I was thinking like do we, do we spend a bit of money on getting like these catalogues made with like all the North designs in or whatever and then send them out to customers so they can like look at like the catalogue and I was like is that an idea or not or is it, is it, is it stupid you know and I was like mm. I don't know, man. Like it's just something I'm thinking of. Like, it could be like the most stupid idea ever. Or I, I think I that's know. really cool. I th- the so you were saying like the art, like when you were younger, or ever, and the, I've really wanted to do um, kind of like trading cards or like a sticker album or something like that it would be really fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's that's, that's, the, that's like the unique thing, isn't it? You know what I mean? That people remember. That's like something that like you you, you remember, man. Yeah, it's definitely one of those ideas where like I'm a lot bigger and I can afford to get all these random stickers and shit made. But I, yeah, that would definitely be something that would be really fun. Like as a as a customer, if I saw a brand release, like again Johnny Cupcakes, if he released like, oh here's my sticker album. They come in packs of five. They're like a quid each. My sticker album's like free. Go collect them. You're like, oh fuck yes, I will. Like I, all that yeah. random stuff is the best part about owning a brand i think is just thinking of stuff will it work should i do it fuck it let's go for it like yeah let's do it man that's it that's what it's all about man. definitely definitely cool um so i'll ask you like the last question and we can wrap it up because i think it's been going on for what, an hour and a half about an hour and a half now yeah bloody hell come quick that I know. I always, so yeah, that's something that I always struggle with. I'm like, oh, I've got to write tons of questions down because it's like I'm I'm a, I'm a terrible person to speak to normally. Um, but all of the podcasts, when I've listened back, I'm like, they seem really chilled, really free flowing. It doesn't really seem like there's a structure to the questions or anything. And it's the same here. Like, it's been really good chatting to you, and time's just absolutely yeah, same away. man, same. To be honest, I was I was a bit worried you wouldn't be able to understand the accent, so I was like, oh god, what if you can't understand me? <laughs> <laughs> but now it's been uh, it's been good man it's been been a pleasure chatting to you man yeah definitely uh, uh, well actually I'm looking at the last question it's pretty much something you've answered but um, if you could go back and like tell yourself um, tell, you, tell your younger self like something about building and owning a brand kind of what advice would you give yourself um, so <laughs> Rule number one when you're starting your brand, um, open up a separate bank account for your brand. That's that's probably the biggest thing that I wish I would have done um when I when I when I first sort of started out. So obviously when I started out I was a little bit younger and you know what it's like when you when you're a young lad and you know you see this money coming in off your t shirts or whatever and you think, you know, I don't really want to reinvest that back into shirts. I'll just go out with your mates and get get pissed every weekend you know what I mean and spend it uh, on yeah. pints, pints of beer and fucking McDonald's and shit like that so yeah open a bank account straight away and you'd have a little bit more money then to, uh, to play around with and don't piss it up the wall but generally just um, just have fun and, and, and like you say don't um, don't compare yourself to all the other brands out there you're doing it for your own reasons and you're doing it because it's something that you you enjoy doing. Do you know what I mean? Don't be and, and don't rush. Don't don't be so say, Don't be um, disheartened when you don't make thousands and thousands of pounds in your first first year. 
Do you know what I mean? Because it, it takes time. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's like, it's going to take at least five years before you start making any real money. So just wait, have patience and have fun. That's it, man. At the end of the day, if you're not having fun and you don't enjoy it, what's the point? Exactly. What's the point, man? Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and chatting with me. It's been really good. Yeah, Ian, it's been a pleasure, mate. Uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, man. Like I said before, just thank you very much for the opportunity, man. It's been good to, uh, to have a little chat with you and that. And I wish you all the best, mate, with, uh, with the future and for, for Doom and Gloom as well. Yeah, you too, man. I'll um I'll set up the like group chat thing, and uh, we'll have to chat more because it's uh it's been real nice. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully, uh, if they have any like Johnny Cupcakes meetups or something like that in the in the UK anytime soon, man. Um, like one of the cake sale things, I might bump into you. You never know. We'll have a little pint or something <laughs> like that. That would be amazing. All right, man, be take good, care. Man. Take care, mate. Sit down, lad. <laughs>